we're back. What do you know? Episode 126 of the Chumps to Champs Fantasy Football Podcast. You still got the number, huh? I looked it up <laughs> right before I hit record. I was like, I wonder what number we're on. And it's 126 episodes. Uh, it's pretty impressive. To have thousands and thousands of listeners is even more impressive so i'm i'm danny i'm here with scott i'm here with matt how uh how you guys doing I'm okay good today, danny. <laughs> okay <laughs> great response a little, a, little, a little clammy i just showered yeah. now i'm in that awkward like sweaty trying to cool down stage well did you take the shower when you were still like sweaty from like a workout because if you if you do it too quickly there's no real point of taking that shower because you're just going to be sweaty when you come out. No, I was a shower post poop and uh-huh. it wasn't that aggressive of poop. I wasn't sweating during it, so uh-huh. it shouldn't shouldn't have caused an issue. Maybe it's right. just the excitement of being back on the cast with with the boys. With the boys. We here. We out here. <laughs> There's a I think it's Tosh, uh, Daniel Tosh. He has a joke where it's like you ever shower then poop. Might as well start your whole day over. <laughs> oh, yeah. True. That's got to be the truth. But it is like, I mean, we're in St. Louis, Missouri, and it is sweltering right now and humid, as 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 they say. That's what gets you here. The uh, it, It's getting pretty hot, guys. And so, for the next, like, 10 days is going to be the same amount of hot. The more I like I travel, talk to people in different areas, anywhere in the Midwest, and probably anywhere I talk to people, they're like, yeah, you know, my city, City X, like here, like we just got humidity more than anybody. And that's what gets you. And I'm like, that's that's what they say in St. Louis. They're like, St. Louis, they don't have humidity. We have humidity. And I'm like, okay, pretty sure everywhere thinks that they have the highest humidity. (laughs) There's this guy today who was up from like Minnesota. And he said they have, they have so many lakes up there. They're so humid compared to us. I'm like, I, mm. I guess so, man. I guess. I think Florida's pretty humid, though, for like for real. And if you go down there, I think that is it's like 90% humidity at yeah. certain points. Every time I go to Only Texas, there was this. they would say they had the most humidity. Louisiana, Oklahoma, everywhere is more humid than everywhere else, apparently. Besides, there's only this thing called science where you could look up the humidity levels in certain cities, like an objective way of identifying which city (laughs) is correct. Yeah, I I like to go word of mouth. Yeah, it's either. Oh, my God, we're the most that never starts any fights or arguments. (laughs) You know, it's a it's a dry heat. It's a dry. dry, heat. Well, that's what's good about our middle of July Grand Canyon vacation coming up is it's going to be fucking hot, but it's a dry heat. Yeah, it's a dry heat. It's not so bad. Um, It is. Yes, you sweat a ton and then it just dries right away on your skin. You don't know how much water you're losing. So is that really better to be 130 degrees and dry? Well, I'm not that dehydration up. that sneaks up on you. Yeah. yeah. Well, would you That's rather the signs of the dehydration? Yeah. Would you guys rather be really, really hot or really, really cold? Like the sweltering heat of the summer or the bitter cold of winter? What, what would you take? I'm hot every day. I'll, I'll sweat before I'll like, cause if I get cold, I get like the, the shaky chills and I can't put enough layers on or anything. I'm just miserable. I can just sit there stinking and being sweaty. I'm fine with that. Because <laughs> everybody is. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone's just as sweaty as you. Well, maybe if not. You're talking ex- uh, yeah, if you're talking extremes, I'd probably be too sweaty. But if it's just like cold versus hot, I'd rather be a little cold. But if you're talking chills or just really sweaty, yeah, the, 
being unbearably cold is just miserable. Yeah, like mid-January versus mid-July. I mean, I'll take that heat. If it gets below like 55 degrees, I'm <laughs> that's that's too cold for me. I'm talking like I go to a restaurant without a jacket and the AC's <laughs> hit me wrong. I'm out. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's where I am. Do you know though? If I, get, like, I wouldn't even go to a movie theater without my fleece anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like you start uh, realizing why your mother always told you to bring a jacket when you were a kid, because once you're an adult, you're just a pussy about chilly area. Do you know that when you get like really, really deep into hypothermia, you feel hot, you get really, really hot and you take off all your clothes when you're in your delirium. Do you know that when you're hypothermic? I've heard of that. That's why they had heard that naked a bunch. Yeah. When they're, when, when they did up in them, up in them mountains. Yeah. That's got to suck being so cold that you're hot. Anyway, fantasy football, you, uh, you guys, no, I say we keep it? going with this naked in the mountains <laughs> and poop showers. And we're finally like getting somewhere, stuff. Danny. Jeez, just derail us with fantasy yeah. football. So we're going to do the AFC and the NFC South today to wrap up the divisional breakdowns. And after today, we're going to get in some rankings because it's mid June. We are approaching fantasy football time. So rankings time. For the boys, uh, starting next week, and I know that none of us have filled out our official rankings for those shows yet. So since we haven't written our rankings or really even thought about them that much, uh, I'm going to toss a couple of uh, quick questions out to you guys, and uh, we'll see what your like knee jerk reaction is right now, um, and then we'll see how your actual rankings compare to what you're about to say. So right now. In a redraft league, you're on the clock and you're deciding between these three guys in a half PPR league. You ready? Yep. You ready? Yeah, you ready? You ready? You ready? Derek Henry, Dalvin Cook, and Austin Eckler. So, what are, is your knee jerk reaction? Derek For, Henry, baby. Go, you know, Derek He's Henry. Had a hit, sit half the season last year, early exit. Looks good. I mean, psh. Yeah, what is he? Is he 27 or 28 now? I mean, he's, he's 28. Kind of at, yeah, I mean, that's kind of uh going downhill for running backs, but I feel like he's bought time by sitting half of last season, right? That's how that works. So he's hungry, <laughs> that's how it works. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Derrick Henry, I'll go with the homer pick there. No, I, I agree 100%. I know Eckler had a great year, and I've, I've seen rankings where they've got him as high as like four, but it's like if, yeah. if I'm picking, I've seen as high as three. I, I yeah, I, I don't know if I uh, for half PPR yeah. on fantasy pros at the current moment. Taking Eckler over Henry just seems gross. I don't know why. It, it I mean, there's obviously stats to back it up, but that's only for one year. And that was the one year that Derrick Henry got hurt. And you gotta hope it's not a trend. But you want to I talk about feel more comfortable. I mean, Eckler was hurt the year before last, though, for half the season, too. So shit happens, and I'm gonna take the guy who's a beast and scores 15 touchdowns a year on average. And cook has injury history too. And you want to talk about gross injury history He's sitting number two in the rankings is Christian McCaffrey. He's burned mm-hmm. people the last two seasons. So do we even want to look at injury history here? Um, right. I don't know. Well, like 
Yeah, Derrick Henry is 28. Dalvin Cook is going to be 27 when the season starts. And Austin Eckler is 27 right now. We forget. Dang, so I didn't realize Cook was so old. I, I thought Eckler had been around a while. Mm-hmm. So they're all in that same kind of range. And yeah, there's the injury. I feel like Dalvin Cook, I haven't done my rankings yet, but I feel like everyone's like sleeping on Dalvin Cook. He's been nothing less than great. For the and Vikings, you automatically get the great team name of Dalvin and the Chipmunks if you need it. Oh my God, that just seals it. Number one, you'll see next week. I guess we're doing quarterbacks next week, so we'll put him there. But I'll also go with Derrick Henry though because his production has just been insane there. Um, the second, second little. Oh, sorry, that was gross. Quarterback dilemma that you guys may have when you're putting together your rankings. So, Derek Carr. Kirk Cousins or Trey Lance for the knee-jerk reaction. Now, they're all going around that mid-teens range, all like bunched together. And um, they all have their their things about them. Cousins is just consistently good. Carr has Devontae Adams there now. And Trey Lance is the unknown who runs a bunch and has flashed. But we think... I think you you summed it up in one sentence, and yeah, Kirk Cousins has been consistently good. I don't know about these other guys. I don't trust them. And if I'm picking a quarterback this late, it's probably to stream him for a while and see if he sticks, or else I'm gonna grab somebody off the waiver wire. So Kirk Cousins for me. Scott, you just got Scott. (laughs) I did. Yeah, give me Kirky Poo. He's got the weapons that I like. I said last podcast. I think that they're gonna win the division. I think that offense is just potent. So he might not have huge blow up games or, you know, those monster numbers. But like you said, he's going to be consistently good. And he is one of those quarterbacks you can get him late. And if you get him as your second quarterback because you went early, I think that could be a steal this year. I mean, like you said, he, he's just, he's never flashy. He never like has those monster like 35 point games or anything but he always seems to be relevant because I mean, look what they've done with the receiving game the last couple of years. I mean, obviously you can't have the best rookie two years ago without a quarterback throwing to him. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to be relevant as can be. So just throwing it out there, uh, Kirk cousins or Aaron Rodgers next year. I think Aaron Rodgers for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would still lean a little toward Aaron Rodgers just because he's Aaron I mean, Rodgers. He's elite. <laughs> yeah. What about, yeah. What about, yeah. what about Tommy Beanstalks and uh, versus Kirk Cousins versus Aaron Rodgers? So, I mean, uh, Tom Brady. Weapons, We're going to talk man. about Tom Brady here. And yeah, we'll they still the got NFC the weapons. Give me, yeah. give me Brady, man. Until he proves me wrong, which is never. <laughs> I agree. Brady and Rodgers are both elite franchise established quarterbacks. But Brady has just a massive advantage with weapons around him. So give me Brady. Do you think that Tom Brady is going to eventually make it into the Hall of Fame? <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Next okay. question. <laughs> That's one of those words like, well, Brady's older than Rodgers. But also it's like, man, you look at Brady next to Rodgers right now. And you wouldn't say that if you didn't Who's know healthier? <laughs> Football aside, which guy is healthier? <laughs> well, that's a good uh, segue into the division breakdown. Do you guys want to start with the NFC South and talk more about Tom Brady? Then we'll take a break and then we'll get into the best division in sports because it includes 
all three of our uh, NFL teams? Brady Bones. Okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers finished 13 and four last year. They lost to the Rams in the playoffs in that crazy comeback game by Brady, only to be shut down by the Rams. So Tom Brady threw for the most yards in the NFL last year at age 44, which was 5,316 yards, 43 touchdowns. Guess how, unless you have his stats in front of you, do you guys have his stats in front of you? Because I'm going to ask you, guess how many pass attempts Tom Brady had last year to get to that, that really high 5,300 mark. Just toss a number out there. It's average, honestly. Like the most, like most of the time, if you hit like 600, you threw it quite a bit. Like the six, four, like 630, 640. A lot of guys are in that high 500s. That okay, kind of then I'll say 505 because you make it sound like it was immaculate. A 599. He threw the ball 719 times. That just okay, seems so I was a little off. <laughs> you went the other way. You went the yeah, other way. I sure did. Over 700 pass attempts at age 44. What the hell is this guy? It's a decent amount of passing attempts. Yeah, he'll be 45 years old to start the season, but I, I, I'm i in. I mean, right, for fantasy football and a redraft league. I mean, the, the team is building around him in a way that's making him very fantasy productive. Like, remember his last couple of years in – New England, it was like, yeah, this guy's obviously on his way down. He'll he just kind of being a veteran presence as the, the team kind of holds him up. Nope, it was just the team didn't really want to make him fantasy relevant. He still got it. Mm-hmm. You think uh, I'm jumping the gun. Sorry, go on. Uh, what were you going to say? What were you going to say? I just said, you think Gronk's going to come back? Yeah, we can talk about Gronk. Um, I heard someone, someone say that they're, they're, it's like becoming more and more likely. Oh, yeah. I mean, why? I mean, I don't know. I mean, they've kind of been a duo so or pairing up on purpose. It's like if you're going to come back, you'd clearly come back to that team, right? Sure. It seems like back to retirement or Brady came back. So, all right, give me a one-year deal. Also, and sorry, Cameron, great, you're back. (laughs) Gronk is going to come back during, like, voluntary off-season workout portion. He might not even come back till like, halfway through training camp because – he doesn't need to be involved and he doesn't need to be scrutinized about not being involved in that stuff. So he'll come back when he needs to come back. It's still one of my favorite stories about him during COVID times when he had to send his workout videos into Tampa Bay to, sh- to prove that he was doing the workouts and he wanted to go on vacation. So he just changed outfits and locations multiple <laughs> times in one day to get all his workouts. in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, what are your thoughts on Leonard Fournette, the 27 year old who kind of gets forgotten about as well? Like we talked about Dalvin Cook getting forgotten about. People think Leonard Fournette's like 40 years old as well, and he's not. Yeah, I uh, I think I mentioned him a lot on the last podcast episode. I've been looking more and more into him. He doesn't have much competition anymore, and he's always win healthy, been pretty impressive in the backfield. So I'm liking him a lot this year. 84 targets. God. I was going to say he got 84 targets last year, which is crazy uh, amount. I didn't think that he could support that. And with very surprising. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I definitely like him without Ronald Jones being there. I mean, let's not forget about Giovanni Bernard right now, the fourth stringer. I mean, he could, 
he could use uh, that stash bash and come back up into the, the ranks here. We'll see. But he's gonna eat his way into that workload. Yeah. I'd say to be to be fair, Keyshawn Vaughn last year was a third round pick for them, and he got a lot of hype and a little bit of action. And they just drafted another third round running back, Rashad White. Don't really know much about him yet, but I mean they're still investing there. But I think it's Leonard Fournette's show to lose at this point. Mm-hmm. I would agree. I think they got they're they're building the young talent so that th- this is might be the the last uh last year of the veterans. I mean, with Brady, Fournette, if Grant comes back, like you, you can't assume most of them will be back after this. And now they're building for the future, which is a smart way to go about it. Build your bench. Um, Brady's gonna outlast most of these running backs' careers. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Do you guys so Leonard Fournette or Joe Mixon right now? I'm asking all these, this guy or that guy before we do our rankings. And so this I could change. Gotta stick with Joe Mixon here. I like Leonard Fournette a yeah. lot. Joe Mixon just seems obvious. Yeah. yeah so the, the wide receiving core in Tampa Bay, you guys mentioned all the weapons that Brady has. And yeah, they're back other than Antonio Brown. But Mike Evans and Chris Godwin lead that wide receiving core. Both of them had over 100 targets. Both of them had over 1,000 yards. Godwin had more targets in fewer games, uh, more receptions, more yards, but only five touchdowns. Evans had 14 touchdowns. Goodness gracious. So Mike Evans is just all reliable. And I don't know why I, I can never get on board. This is the year that I'm I'm really loving Mike Evans. And he may even make it into baby Bubba territory for me. So am I wrong on that? Mm. I don't know. He's always been a guy that I've cooled on because of the other weapons around him. I get that the team can support more than one fantasy relevant wide receiver slash tight end, a few of them, but I don't know. I don't know if it's a year that I uh, jump on board. So every time I do that, it's when the, the ship sinks. So Danny, you're going to convince me a little bit more before draft time. Well, I don't want you to jump on board and have, the ship sink when I make him my baby Bubba. So no, you can stay away. I'm going to jump on with the lead boots <laughs> to start stomping. Um, Godwin Scott, he is really good at football. Got a boatload of cash in the off season, but he also tore his ACL in week 15. And we're not even sure if he's going to be ready. So what's the draft strategy with the big, I don't know what Godwin's going to be kind of thing. Are you steering clear? Uh, I don't think I'm steering clear where he's sitting right now. I mean, I just pulled up uh, Fantasy Pros just to take a quick glance where they have him, and he's the last person on Tier 4 right above or right behind Elijah Moore of the Jets mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then above Al, Ali Robbie, who's now on the Rams. But, I I, I mean, if you're, you're getting him at low wide receiver 2, possibly 3 if you go wide receiver heavy, I'm okay with that. That's that could be great for you if he does end up being healthy. I mean, you might have to sit him a week or two, but if he ends up being, you know, back to his normal production of, you know, 12 targets a game, nine catches for 100 yards and a touchdown, likely with that offense, I don't think you can go wrong with having him down there because, I mean, years past, he was fringe wide receiver one, two. Mm-hmm. Now it's like, yeah, the injury sucks, but if he comes back healthy, you're getting a wide receiver one, two for the two, three slot. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the new Orleans saints. They finished nine and eight last year. They had a revolving door of 
quarterbacks, but it looks like it's going to be Jameis Winston this year. I tore his ACL in week eight, um, but before that was kind of a game manager, it seemed. Kind of stepped it back from his gunslinging days in Tampa Bay where he just didn't really give a shit who caught the ball as long as somebody caught it for one of the two teams. Um, That didn't seem to be the way he was going about it last year, but the saints have had a lot of weapons around him. Is he a sneaky uh, dark late round quarterback? If you waited and waited and waited, Matt, I know you like to wait on your quarterbacks. Would he be someone in like the 13th round? You're like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead guy. Or are you staying away? You mean Andy Dalton? Is it, it, I, I, did, <laughs> I did I did uh, I did not. I mean, famous. Um, no, with with them having Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill getting his small share of the the cake there, I'm I'm not interested at all here. Danny, I know you're a Jameis Winston fan boy. I bet I you're am. still in the in the in the mix. Yeah, I, I I like them. I like them a lot. I don't. I'm not worried about those other two boners. Scott, what are you thinking? I I'm certainly not looking at him if I if I wait for a QB. He's the one of the guy that uh, if I have a decent QB and I'm like looking at the 15th round, going, I don't like anybody else. I take a flyer <laughs> on him. Yeah, and in another position, I mean, like I'll take a backup quarterback, and because he he could. He could be great. I mean, like you said, they added Landry and they hopefully Michael Thomas will be there healthy. So he's got some pieces, but uh, a Flyers is as willing as I'll be to go on him. Alvin Kamara, he had kind of a poopy year last year, but then, then again, so did all the Saints because they were weird. Um, he averaged 3.7 per rush, but he was pretty much their entire offense last year i'm still interested in camara where does he fall for you guys in this first and second round of running backs is he closer to the dalvin cook austin eckler derrick henry group or is he closer to the leonard fournette joe mixon group in your your mind where do you put him because he kind of is falling everywhere in drafts talking about alvin camara sorry i missed that yes alvin camara (laughs) you're doing great um i think He's a tough one with the Fournette, like you just mentioned. I think I might like Fournette enough to take him first, but just because I don't know what the, the shit show of New Orleans is going to be this year. If they're going to be good, if they're going to be bad, what's going to be the main focus of this offense? I don't even know who's going to, in my opinion, I don't know who's going to lead the helmet quarterback. So I think I'd go Fournette over Kamara. I think he perfectly splits that those two tiers in my head right now, thinking about that. You're just talking about, I would take like the cook and Eckler before him. Then I have him. Then it would be like the four net and the swift and those guys kind of right, right after him. So I, I think he's still relevant. Cause I think that team is going to be better. And I think he could be a, a sneaky good pick. If you're getting him as wide or running back, what eight, nine, whatever, and he's still sitting there. That that That's hard to pass up. I know they had shit last year, but I like him. I still like him. Mm-hmm. He was out of camp as DeAndre Swift is catching a shit ton of passes. You still think that, Scott? It's, it's still Detroit. I, 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 I'll have to – I mean, oh, I'm, not, I'm not counting it out. I just don't – there's no – let's be honest. There's not a whole lot of people I have confidence in on that team right now. I, I know he's got the potential – and again, I haven't really looked into it, but he, I do <laughs> think Swift will, 
I think he's going to climb up my board the more I look at things, but right now it's, it's still, he's still not there yet. That team just signed a bunches of funches. I don't think he's played in two or three seasons. <laughs> which are, gonna be which team? The Saints or the Lions? The Lions. They signed him as a tight end. You didn't hear this breaking news? No. Yeah, Devin Funches is a tight end now? Uh, the Lions. <laughs> I think he might have a shot at like tight end three on that team. <laughs> that's, that's the coveted spot as a tight end three position. Um, so the receiving core in New Orleans, their top three wide receivers right now are Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, and Jarvis Landry. None of those three played for the Saints last year, so I, I don't know what to expect. Um, but Michael Thomas is that wild card. What are we gonna get out of Michael Thomas this year? Because he didn't play at all last year, and he was really spotty the year before that. So. Who is Michael Thomas Scott? I'll tell you what. I know somebody is going to take him way before I'd be willing to in the draft. I I don't think I'd have any confidence taking him before, you know, you got two wide receivers in the bank and it's like, okay, maybe he'll be back this year. Maybe he won't. Someone's going to take him way earlier than that. So I'm honestly, there. there's no possibility that I can feel like I'd end up with Michael Thomas on any of my teams. I do see where he's sitting is Michael Thomas and then Allen Robinson, two veteran, very talented wide receivers um, in different, I guess not that different of situations, but still uh, question marks next to them. I think I still stay with Michael Thomas here because Allen Robinson just is going to have so much competition there in LA. So I would keep Michael Thomas above Allen Robinson probably. I think I'll go Allen Robinson. I but he just ruined my season last year so bad. I could not have vouched for that guy more. And then he had one of the worst seasons in fucking history and just just terrible. But I don't know. I I just don't know. Can what does Michael Thomas have left after that injury? I don't know. How old is Michael Thomas? He has to be younger than Allen Robinson, right? Michael Thomas. 29. He is 29. Allen Robinson is 28. Jesus. These guys are big old. I'm 34. <laughs> um, Chris Olave, I really like him. I like I like the idea of the unknown there. I think he could be a superstar. I I would take Olave over Michael Thomas. Well, that's a that's a strong that's a statement right, right there. there. Where are they even in ADP? Is that a really, really yeah. bold take? Michael Thomas uh, is 27. Olave is 50. Yeah, I'll take Olave. He's gonna be he's gonna be the guy. You'll see. You'll you make fucking a, see. You want to make a season long fantasy points bet? No. I'll take Michael Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jarvis Landry, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I could be right. He's going to be the kind of guy that just like ruins Thomas and Olave's ceiling, right? He's not, I'm not interested in him. He's just going to. He's, uh, he'll have like two amazing fantasy performances this year, and that is it. And you will not play him on those weeks. Yeah. He's going to be the guy you draft in the 15th round because. Everything's taken, and you need a fifth wide receiver. Mm-hmm. About Traquan Smith, we love to talk about him, don't we? And Marquez Callaway, I think he's still there, right? 
Oh man. Oh, yeah. All these guys uh for Jameis Winston, figure it out, man. They also got Adam Troutman, a, a tight end, young tight end who was shown flashes, never really anything consistent. But I don't know. He's someone to look at. If this offense really is improved. Look at Adam Troutman. Now, Atlanta Falcons went seven and ten last year, and they got a new QB there, a young man by the name of Marcus Mariota. Matt, you may have heard of him. Hasn't really hasn't really started since 2019 when he lost his job to Ryan Tannehill. That's right, Matt. Isn't that right? That year he played like seven games and Tannehill took over, and it was like yeah, he, <gasps> he took over in the KC game. I don't know. I can't mm-hmm. remember now. But uh yeah, he, he got yanked and Tannehill has shined, I guess, if you can call it that in Tennessee since. And Marcus has been finding trying to find his next opportunity, and here it is. Good for um, him. The cool thing about it is any like Titans fans still love him. They're all still rooting for him. Great guy. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, and he has a shiny new uh, little piece there that I'm sure you're about to touch on. Danny. I'll touch him. I'll touch him anywhere I want. Drake London. Yeah. But before that, uh, Marcus Mariota, I guess how many passing yards he had last year for the Raiders passing yards. I'll give 19. you a hint. No, he played a game. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. He completed one pass. Okay. I'm going to go 19 then. That I'm gonna high. go <laughs> one nineteen yard play. That's fucking the seven. Great. Four. Oh, because ah. somebody oh. attempts he had. I already looked Three. it up. I sorry. It's two. <laughs> it's two. Fifty percent completion percentage. He did get a lot of snaps though, but it was usually designed run uh, yeah. option plays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Drake London is a big guy out of USC. They took him in the first round. He's going to be the cornerstone of this passing game uh, next to Kyle Pitts because. Calvin Ridley is taking the year off because he gambled too much, which is bullshit. So out of these pass catchers, what are you expecting in fantasy from Marcus Mariota? He is no Matt Ryan. We can say that he's no Matt Ryan, but I still think he can get the job done. I agree. I like Marcus Mariota. Uh, Are you interested in Kyle Pitts or Drake London? I think those are really the only two guys to talk about. I guess in deep leagues, there's Zacchaeus, but like, what are you going to do? London and Pitts. What are your guys' thoughts? I I like them both. I think Kyle Pitts obviously showed that he can be a very pass game effective tight end last year, and there's no way they're going to go away from that. I know Marcus Mariota is new, but that's just an easy guy who has some experience now to latch on to comfortable situation. Drake London brings another element of talent there that I think we're, they're going to have to explore. Anything else, Brian Edwards, uh, Zacchaeus, I'm not interested in anything else. It's those two guys, and I'd be willing to take a dart throw on London and maybe reach on Pitts. Small reach, not a big reach. I reach around, just small reach. A small little reachy poo. <laughs> Go ahead, Scott. What are your thoughts? Uh, this is another scenario where I think somebody's going to like these guys more than me, and they're going to take them before I'd be willing to. Um, I mean, I, again, taking a quick glance at fancy pros, they've got Kyle Pitts ahead of George Kittle, Darren Waller. And I know Waller didn't have a great year last year, but I don't know. I, 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 
I just don't trust the Falcons enough to turn it around with a whole new offense to all of a sudden blast off with a taking a tight end. I mean, tight end three, you got to take that pretty early to get him. And there's just going to be too much else out there. I want before then. And Pitts is going to be gone. And London, I would take, I would definitely take a, a, a dart throw on him. If he's, you know, talking, you, you got your, your core wide receivers. And if he's still sitting there and you're looking at a wide receiver bench stash, like your WR four or something, I don't know how long he'll be there. Honestly, this is, he's new to me. I didn't follow a whole lot of college last year. So WR four. Did you like that, Matt? WR four. I got RB four. That makes sense. I've never heard the WR. I'm going to start using that. T E three. You don't hear it because it's more <laughs> syllables than the, because um, <laughs> the, the W. <laughs> uh, um, Quarter L Patterson. Matt, I know you're a big fan. Yeah. He kept my head above water in a couple of leagues last year. Uh, didn't get me to any championships, but he, he helped me out a bit. I like him. He's like 32, 31. He's 31 yeah, I mean, years old. Ages in your head, Danny. Um. <laughs> He's been a running back. He's been running back for like 12 minutes. So, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, it's not just the fact that he's dual eligible, but he, he runs hard. It's, it's fun to watch him play. Yeah, he's, he's a, a gamer. gamer. Yeah. Um, let's, you guys, you guys got anything else? Damian Williams is in Atlanta now. Did you guys know that? That, I say that throws a wrinkle into it. Cause I was just looking at that. And like, yeah, like you said, Matt Curl Patterson was catching so many passes. Like he was one of those guys you could throw him in your flex and he was putting up great numbers, but now there's, he, there's another guy there and it just might eat into it a little bit. I don't know. We'll see. Correct me if I'm wrong, but he was another one of the guys who came out in the media and said like he didn't want to be like a dual guy. He wanted to just be a wide receiver, right? Yeah, yeah. That uh, could be something. And they said we don't care. Um, yeah. Damian Williams is 30 years old as well. It's not like Damian Williams is a young pup that's going to take He's not, all this he, he ain't no spring chicken, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Algiers there too. Go ahead. Sorry, Matt. Yeah, I've just been wanting to work this in. Uh, an undrafted free agent that the Atlanta Atlanta Falcons have signed is offensive lineman Tyler Vrabel, son of coach Mike Vrabel of the Tennessee Titans. So another reason to root for the Falcons here. I'm going to get a Falcons hat. I'm going to do it. I'm interested. This is here. I have one laying around somewhere since I was our high school mascot. Yeah. Um, the last team of the NFC South last year was the Carolina Panthers, five and 12. They've got some issues at quarterback right now. It's Sam Darnold, who was a poopy last year, and there's a lot of talk about Baker Mayfield coming in there, and he was also poopy last year. So, take your pick of, of who the quarterback's going to be, but I guess. DJ fam- Walker. Yeah. Th- yeah. Your boy, uh, Matt. That's right. right? <laughs> XFL <laughs> champion mm-hmm. right there. Do you want to crown one from 2020? <laughs> but they also just signed uh, <laughs> Matt. I always pronounce it. Corral. Coral. Uh, Corral. Corral. Yeah. The Corral. rookie. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think he has potential. Get some, I think it's going to be Sam Darnold's job to lose, but he certainly doesn't have a stranglehold on the position. Right. PJ Walker already sniffed a lot of playing time last year. Um, it, it could be a very 
interesting QB competition here, but not one that people are that excited about. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. It's a, like a really, really close heated competition. It's like, like the NFC East a couple years ago. Remember that like playoff race was wild, but they were all like six and 10. <laughs> it's like, no. Which um, team will be the first ever team to make it in the playoffs with a losing record? Yeah. Tune in this Sunday to find out. I guess. Uh, <laughs> so CMC, right? Mr. Christian McCaffrey, he's going uh, number one or number two in a lot of redraft leagues. Um, when he plays, he is dynamite, like one of the greatest fantasy players in history. But the problem is last year he played seven games and the year before that he played three games because of injury. Now, what I was reading and hearing is that the injuries that McCaffrey sustained over the past couple of years are injuries where historically – players should not be worried about re-injuring. So we shouldn't on paper be worried about Christian McCaffrey from an injury standpoint, but you have to, right? You just what I'm worried to. about is him fucking over my fantasy football team again, Danny. For a third year in a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he is yeah. so good. He's going to be so vital to that team. He is just. Oh, my team's going to suck. I should, I should have listened to my gut and stayed away from that guy forever. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in. Scott. So you have to split the difference here. I, I'm in. I'm still taking him. Uh, I, I'm not taking him before JTT or Derrick Henry. Probably not even Dalvin Cook, but he he. I think he fits in that four four slot range i think i'd probably take him before eckler maybe maybe after eckler four or five that's where i got him right so now. are you in or it doesn't sound like it he's still uh, rb1 ronald jones i wouldn't take him over the top 30 but other than that i'm fucking in <laughs> no i'm i'm way in on him he's god he just gets so many targets and whoever is the quarterback is going to have to target him a lot but um DJ Moore, 163 targets last year. And the guy's like 24 or 25 years old. I know he was my baby bubble a couple of years ago and he didn't do anything. And last year he did a little bit more. I, I, I think I'm back <laughs> in. I think, ah, oh, I didn't even know I did that. I think I'm back in on him. So you guys should all steer clear. Cause if you're, you're, you're backing in on him, are you? I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> I just reach around and tug at it a little bit, and then uh, <laughs> DJ Moore. Are you guys in on DJ Moore? Because I think I am. I like him. <sighs> I don't know why I am. He goes. He's going in drafts right next to Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Mike Williams. Have I said anyone that you guys like more or less than I DJ think, Moore? I think I'm definitely Amari Cooper first. What's scary, Terry? I think so, because he's also a very talented wide receiver that I like, but in a bad situation. And I can't say DJ Moore is in a better situation. So I think I'm still going Terry McLaurin first. But DK Metcalf, he's right there, too. I would de- I would definitely take DJ Moore over Mike Williams. I think I'm and taking think, Metcalf and then, first, too. He's in a bad oh situation. Oh, yeah, Metcalf, Metcalf for sure first. I don't know why Metcalf is well, on your list. He's below him, you say? He is on... On fantasy pros right now, half PPR, he is below DJ. Oh, I must be in standard or some shit. 
Yeah. I think I'm I in think, standard yep, too. Sure am. <laughs> but I was just talking about the range. It's just the range. They're they're near, relatively I mean, those, near each other. Those three are listed after Metcalf, McLaurin, Cooper. I think I take all of them before more, and then after that is Brandon Cooks, and I take more before Brandon Cooks. So I guess that would say that yeah. DJ Moore is my wide receiver nineteen. So you're out. You're, you're probably going to be out compared to regular ADP. He's probably going to get drafted before you're ready to take him. Yeah, he's never been a baby bubba of mine, so I don't think I'm going to snatch him up. Robbie Anderson, does that tease your guys' bums at all? He threatened Maybe. retirement, but he's reported to camp. So, like, I guess, yeah. I guess, nah, I'm not do shit last year. I'm not I thanks. I took him in like the 18th round of a best ball dynasty startup, like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, I, I don't, I don't know. I actually took Sam. Darn- Did we talk about this? Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson. I got the the stack. You're you're, you're set, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I'm really good. I know what I'm doing there. Uh, I would say in a in a best ball format, Robbie Anderson does provide that potential boomer, but like maybe one to two booms a year. Yeah, I don't have to pick when he's gonna boom. So I'll tell you. Let's uh, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll do the AFC South. Stick around. Hey everybody, Ty here with Dan and Tone from the Upper Decker Podcast. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Chumps to Champs. These guys absolutely kill it when it comes to fantasy football, and I'd be willing to bet that if you're uh, you're a football fan, there's a good chance you follow baseball as well. And if that's the case, we want you to finish up this episode and then head on over to the Upper Decker Podcast. We cover all things baseball, so whether you want to hear about the latest on-the-field action, listen to breakdowns of trades and signings, or learn about some crazy baseball history, we've got a little something for everyone. We are going to drop some knowledge on you and hopefully give you a few laughs in the process. If you want to check us out, we're available on all your streaming platforms. We'd also encourage you to follow us at Upper Decker Pod on Twitter and Facebook. Hope you check us out and enjoy the rest of this episode of Chumps to Champs. Woo! Welcome back to the show. And we've got the AFC South to break down. Um, includes my Titans, Matt's Titans, and Scott's Jaguars, who are looking up. Right, Scott? You're really pumped about that? I mean, compared to last year, I mean, they got nowhere to go but up. So, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a little more excited. Well, they won three games, so they could win less. I suppose they could. I don't see it happening. (laughs) No, but we will start at the tippy, tippy top of not only the AFC South, but the AFC in general. We remember the Titans won the AFC and then promptly got booted by the Cincinnati Pickles. But the Titans finished 12 and five. They got Ryan Tannehill overturning. A lot of people were calling for Ryan Tannehill's head, a.k.a. Keith. Uh, once Ryan Tannehill dead, if I remember Keith. right. <laughs> I mean, not a fan, not a fan uh, at all. Uh, 21 touchdowns to 14 interceptions is not exactly what you're looking for. But this team ran through Derrick Henry. Um, but anyway, Ryan Tannehill. Any interest in fantasy? Tannehill versus Winston. Like he's a you're a late round QB guy. You grab him, see how he shakes out early in the season with the new wide receivers, all that, how this team's gelling. You're probably gonna be streaming if you have Ryan Tannehill as your late round QB. That's that's the the deal here. Yeah, that's probably yeah, right. He lost too many weapons to to gamble on him. Oh, well, let's not say that, Scott. Hey, 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 hey. They added some weapons. (laughs) 
It's like uh, uh, so. So Ryan Tannehill, I always thought of the Titans as like the Ravens, where it's a low passing volume. You know what I mean? Like a lot of rushes, a lot of rushes. Most Titans fans would hate that you said that. I hate the Ravens. But the rave, the style of offense, where it's a lot of rushing attempts, not as many pass attempts, that kind of thing, because we have, sorry, the Titans have Derrick Henry. Um, did you know that Tannehill threw the 12th most passes, though, in 2021? Like, he threw 531 attempts. That's a solid amount of passing volume there. So it's also the year that Derrick Henry wasn't there. So that makes a little more sense. Oh, God damn it. There's a reason they call him deep shot. (laughs) (laughs) Deep shot. Was it you that coined that term? No, it was, was it Scott Hansen on red zone? All right. Deep shot Tannehill. And then you took it (laughs) as the nickname. He was just saying deep shot comma or dot, dot, dot Tannehill. (laughs) It's deep shot Tannehill. Uh, Let's talk about Derrick Henry, though. Derrick Henry. He's a hunk of a man. He what did he play in eight games? Was it eight games, Matt, last year? I think it was seven. He got hurt and then he played in the the playoff game, the divisional round game. So Mm -hmm. I guess that counts as eight. So in the regular season, he had 219 rushes, rushing attempts. In seven games. Oh, boy. Then he broke his foot. Uh, but still, 937 yards and 10 touchdowns in those games. He averaged 117 rush, uh, rushing yards and a touchdown per game. That's elite talent. And we've talked about him earlier in the show. You guys are looking at him. Matt, if you're sitting there at a two spot, right, of a half PPR redraft league, and Jonathan Taylor goes first. Are you taking Derrick Henry? Oh, probably. Mm-hmm. I think so. Scott. I, I mean, as much as I'm a Titans fan and we'll get to Indianapolis and I, I shouldn't be rooting for Indianapolis. Like JT, I think is one of the most exciting fantasy players this year. And it would suck to kind of miss out on him at two, but I think Derrick Henry is my next go. Mm-hmm. Scott, you're sitting there at two, same thing. I'm I'm taking him at two. Yeah, Not worried about that foot? Yeah. Not any more than I'm worried about Christian McCaffrey or Dalvin Cook. There you go. Now let's talk about all those weapons that uh, Scott failed to mention are now (laughs) on the Tennessee Titans. And Traylon Burks, the rookie, big guy out of Arkansas. Robert Woods, who tore his ACL midway through the season for the Rams and then signed with the Titans. And Austin Hooper. Matt, I think oh. you brought up Austin Hooper on one a show recently, didn't you? Did you not? Maybe you didn't. Yeah, Let's I say- think it's it's a good fit for him. I think it's a really good fit for him. He's he hasn't been super fantasy relevant lately, but he has been in the past. And in this team, a lot of things could get funneled through him, especially because you got a rookie as one of your wide receivers. Westbrook Westbrook Akeen is there and he has experience from last year. Um, but it it's not a huge thing, and Robert Woods is coming from the Rams, so why not Austin Hooper to get a lot of uh, veteran chemistry with Tannehill? I like it as a kind of a pivot pick at tight end. Scott, uh, Robert Woods is right now uh, going. Nope, I'm gonna con- I'm gonna keep going with the sentence as I click on half PPR instead of standard. Did we mo- both make that? that mistake 
uh, uh, in the last yeah, segment. Yeah. So yeah. Robert Woods is going 39th. A wide receiver, excuse me, WR39 uh, in half PPR score. That's so weird. That, <laughs> Did it sound weird? Did it sound no, weird? No, I thought that was, I, I knew exactly what you meant. <laughs> okay. Okay. WR39. <laughs> what, right. what website are you on? Fantasy Pros. Uh, okay. I have Fantasy Pros half PPR, and Robert Woods is not 39. And we're somewhere different then. So, on the thing 43. I'm looking at, well, I'm looking at is uh, Robert Woods is right next to Juju, Brian, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Claypool, Rashad Bateman. So, Matt, any of those names um, you vibe in more than Robert Woods? Because I'll tell you what, I think. I think I like Robert Woods over those guys. Yeah. Um, Maybe not Rashad Bateman, but Rashad Bateman is certainly has his own intrigue, but Robert Woods just seems like he's coming into a really good situation. Uh, I am seeing him also at 43, but I'm taking him over Claypool all day. I'm not sure everyone you mentioned, Me but Christian Kirk, Lazard. Really, at 41 is Traylon Burks here I'm seeing. And I think I'm still taking Robert Woods before Traylon Burks. I get the upside, but at that point, hopefully I'm picking my wide receiver three, and I think Robert Woods is going to be startable as a wide receiver three immediately and hopefully the, re- the whole season. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Robert Woods. Like I said, he's at 43 at mine. 38 is Hunter Renfro. I'm taking Robert Woods over Hunter Renfro. Uh, um, but – I just heard <laughs> that Hunter Renfro <laughs> has the most football. What is the term? Acumen? No, that's not right. By uh, uh, Devonte Adams, who just went there, he said he has the most like intelligence. Knowledge. Okay, it's like intelligence. Uh, is like is understanding? Like you have business. It's something with an A. I'm going to get this. Business guess- acumen is a thing, but I couldn't define it. If you said, Danny, define acumen, I'd be like, oh, it's like it's like a thing where you're like good at something. That's Unless what I would have said. Yeah, that's what it is. Points, it was, he doesn't give a shit about how Devante good Adams he runs as a decoy. Hunter Redfro <laughs> has the most football like acumen out of anyone he's ever seen. So he's a smart guy. He, like he knows what's going on out there, Scott. Don't underestimate him just because he's white. I know how you are. <laughs> <laughs> you uh-huh. know who's one spot ahead of Hunter Renfro at 37? DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, well, when you just are gonna miss a third of the season immediately, automatically zero. I was like, I guess that I still guess take happens. DeAndre over Hunter Renfro. <laughs> still do I it. I don't know. Well, so Austin Hooper on at least the whatever list I have that I guess is different than you guys. Either way, he's going tight end 31. He's just, if you want him, you can have him. And I don't think that's a bad thing to do. If you're going to kick tight end down the road a little bit to get Austin Hooper in the end, I think you could have done worse. What do you think? Yeah, no. Absolutely. I mean, if I'm punting tight end, it seems like tight ends for the first time in a long time seem deep this year. Last year, yeah. I think they kind of during the season they shook out as deep, but we were still scared going into the drafts. This year, I'm not scared at all at tight end. I'll find somebody here. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
Indianapolis Colts finished nine and eight. They've got a new quarterback in town, and that is Matt Ryan, uh, a Chumps of Champs favorite. We all like Matt Ryan quite a bit. And as Titans and Jaguars fans, I don't think any of us were really happy to see Matt Ryan arrive in Indianapolis because I think that was a great decision by the Colts, which is fucking annoying. But I think he brings a new life to this offense um, for at least the short term. Well, only the short term. What are you guys thinking for Matt Ryan? Yeah, looking at this offense on paper, and they look like they could be pretty tough. Matt Ryan brings that veteran presence, and people say what they want about how far he can go, how reliable he is, but he'll get it done. JT is going to be stud in the backfield. I don't want to step on your toes too much here, but I'm liking what they did with their receiving core. Let's get into it. (laughs) Scott, what do you think of the Colts offense in general? What's your favorite thing about it? I think so you great. can't say think, and you can't say John it's, Jonathan it's, Taylor. <laughs> no, I think it's well rounded. I think Michael Pittman's been coming in his own. Now he's got a veteran quarterback who's established throwing to him, and that takes a little bit of the pressure off Jonathan Taylor, who even with that last year was a fucking beast. So I love their offense. I I think uh, I think this is scary as a Titans fan. I mean, the Jaguars aren't going to do any pose any threat so i don't have anything to worry about but you don't sell do. yourself short no 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 their their old line is still pretty highly touted i don't think they lost many pieces there and they're still going to be pretty good and outside of Pittman, they they have paris campbell who's had has experience and added a number of other people or personnel there to the white the wr core so <laughs> I can't deal with it. <laughs> Are we gonna hit these piece by piece, Danny? Are we just gonna fawn? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I, I let's let's talk. Let's talk at least about Jonathan Taylor. Um, he's. I mean, I don't see any reason to take anyone over him as the one on one. He was eighteen hundred yards rushing. Um, caught a lot of passes, and he's got an improved quarterback, a better situation. I mean. I love him. I love him. JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I mean, is there anything really to talk about with him? Or do you guys disagree? No. No. Talented, Um, good situation, young, everything you want with your number one overall. Uh, I like it. He's the McCaffrey of three or four years ago. So you're taking him if you have the number one pick or you're an idiot. Zach Pascal is on the Eagles now. T.Y. Hilton's a free agent, probably not coming back. So you got Paris Campbell there. He's a sneaky play then, isn't he? You got Pittman, who's great. Alec Pierce, who's a rookie, who's going to be there. But really the wide receiver, excuse me. Did you already say this, Matt? The w, the WR2 is probably Paris Campbell. I, I specifically said that, but I, I mentioned him. And yeah, I think he's he's sneaky. He's had opportunities in the past. Hasn't really grabbed onto those opportunities but he's shown flashes so it i mean it's a dart throw but it'll be late right Mm -hmm. uh matt ryan's gonna be a hall of famer right we agree on that do you think he'll be in the hall of fame he's the eighth in um nfl history in passing yards right now he has the possibility of going up to fifth this year if he has like a really really good year he could end up fifth on the all-time list so many consecutive of like 4,500 yards passing something or like something. that. I, yeah, I remember ridiculous. That, the the 28 3 Super Bowl, I remember just thinking, like, 
thank God Matt Ryan's finally going to get the recognition he deserves because he's been so good for so long. And people say he can't like all this was run through my mind. And then that fourth quarter happened and I was like, fuck. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty big black eye on the Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah. Career. Yeah. Hey, um, yeah. If he throws for 4,300 yards this year, which is doable, I feel like for a Matt Ryan, I don't know about this point in his career, but then he would become fifth. Can you guys name the top four passing quarterback? Excuse me. That sounds weird. Regular season career passing yards leader. So who are the top four in NFL history and passing yards across their career? Oh my God. I mean, Brady's got to be there. Brady's number Brady, one. Manning. Manning's number three. Mm-hmm. Hey, oh, two, oh um, man. I feel like it's not. Mari- it's not is right. it Marino? Marino's not is not in the top. Uh, he's in the top ten. He's number seven. So Matt Ryan okay. should pass him this year. Well, but number, a, yeah, toss it out there, Matt. Scott got the other two. So you you get a curveball. I want to I want to say Stafford. So okay, it's funny you say that. So Stafford is number twelve all time. So that's okay. That's that's, that's a good. That's good. respectable. The other two are not active. Is it Montana? Joe Montana is not any. Oh, he's 21. Okay. So I say he didn't throw it nearly as much as you think he did, I guess. But yeah. right, 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 right. Uh, oh, Favre. Did I- Brad Favre is number four. Yes. And number two is a guy. <laughs> he's, he doesn't play anymore, but he is very recent. Manny? Got- Manning was number three. Scott guessed Manning. Okay, sir. So Tom Brady just passed this guy. And he just recently retired. Breeze? Drew Breeze. Oh, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Anywho, that was fun. Quarterbacks, it's a quarterback's game. Do you guys want to do you guys do you guys want to try to figure out the rest of the top ten in history? Because Matt Ryan, you did the top four. Matt Ryan is number eight. Dan Marino is number seven. So number five, six, nine, and ten. Um, all two one hour of our podcasts. Yeah, one of them. <laughs> you wait for us up. to respond if we want to or not. Yeah, so we're doing this. You guys want to? We'll get it. Well, let's get into it. Uh, one of the guys is still active. One of the guys is still active, and the other three are all very recent retirees. Oh, oh, there's so Matt. The, uh, Matt, you go first because <laughs> Matt, you go first because he got the all the other ones. So, oh my gosh. <laughs> you don't have to so if you guys we can move on if you want to but now i, I tease the audience so uh scott scott won the bet yeah i did i was about to say as uh, you see they're all recent oh i was gonna say they're all yeah moon. one of them is active one of them one of them is active and the other three are like they all retired in the last uh, three years phil rivers phil rivers is on there yes Oh, is it Eli Manning? Eli Manning's on there. Oh my God. Scott's doing great on this. Who's the active one? There's oh my, people just blinking on the, any old quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just had one in my head earlier about an active one, and I was like, we just talked about him in the first half of the show a little bit. Now, he's not in the, the NFC South, but we talked about him when we talked about old man Brady. And how he looks so good in comparison to oh, Rogers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, right. that's who it was. Yeah. yeah. And then the other one is, I'm just going to tell you so we can move on. It's Ben Roethlisberger. 
Uh, So Houston Texans actually finished third in the division. Sorry, Scott. Four and 13 is what they were. And they're bringing Davis Mills back. Davis Mills, the unsung hero of last year for the Texans. He did not do that. He didn't do great. But he didn't do that bad at all for them. Uh, 13 games played, 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. That's not so good, but it was the Houston Texans. What about this Texans team are you guys interested in? I think this is a team that we can talk specific instead of going through point by point. Are you interested in anything? Because I think yeah, it's just... I will, Go I will ahead. specifically say that I'm interested in nothing here, fantasy Okay. Okay. I would say I'm, I am interested in Brandon Cooks. 100% yes. Dude was dynamite right last year. Yeah. At the, oh, yeah. yeah. At the right value. Go yes. ahead. Sorry. No, I a hundred percent agree. Brandon cooks. I think again, is a wide receiver four. And I played him as like a wide receiver two last year. Dude was dynamite. I know it's not the same situation, but there's not anything else going on there. I mean, they got, they, they, they brought in what Marlon Mack is their number one <laughs> running back. According to the depth chart on ESPN. We'll oh, see yes. if that holds true or Rex Burkhead. What, who even knows Brandon cooks was relevant because that team was behind all the time. They had to throw constantly. What about that is going to change? He is going to be a dynamite wide receiver three. If you get him there, it's just the touchdowns. I think for me, if that team is really shitty, but he was not, he had 90 catches for over a thousand yards and six touchdowns last year. So maybe Matt, he's going right next to Amon Ross St. Brown. Would you take St. Brown from your lions over Brandon cooks? Oh man. <laughs> you can, you can say it. It's okay. <laughs> I did also have Brandon cooks on a couple teams last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the wide receiver. One of this team. I just he refresh your memory on how good he did. Didn't started. I? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. he, I, I don't know. I, I like getting them on Ross and Brown, but like we mentioned earlier, there's a lot more weapons there for Jared Goff this year. So I think I'd go Brandon Cooks over him. Mm-hmm. So last team to talk about out of all the divisions and of all the NFL, this is Jacksonville Jaguars. They went three and 14 last year. Trevor Lawrence. Now, remember, this team last year was led by Urban Meyer. And one of the biggest head coaching disasters in NFL history. <laughs> so it's not all it's your pretty, team's pretty fault. wild. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence had 3,600 yards. He had, he had 12 touchdowns. <laughs> is, that, is that real? 18 interceptions. Or yeah, something. 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. I'll tell you what, I bet. CJ beat hard could have done better than that. I think he has in the past. Remember I'll tell you what, guy? I think Urban Meyer beat harder than that after that whole through the pants <laughs> session. <laughs> I, I like that. Is he on the Jaguars? Is that what you're saying there? Or did you bring up beat hard for any other reason? <laughs> yeah, CJ yeah, he's beat the hard backup. I think of him as the 49ers. I was like, I don't know why he pulled out that guy's name, but I like it. <laughs> then when you made this, then when you made the second joke, I'm like, okay, there's something about this. Uh, so the Jaguars are obviously trying to bring in talent, mediocre talent, I guess you could say, and paying them a bunch. In mediocre. Christian, <laughs> Christian Kirk is the the guy there. Christian Kirk has had a a a solid. He's a good wide receiver. He's not a great wide he's receiver. A, he's, a he's a good, good. wide receiver too. 
Yeah, but, he's he's good. Yeah. He's good. He's never hit a thousand a yards, team. but he's never been the guy. Right. So I meant on a team, not what you're drafting, obviously. Right, 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 <laughs> right, right, right. They also brought in Zay Jones, who I guess he was okay. And didn't they between Kirk and Zay Jones, they just paid them a shitload instead oh, of crazy shit. market for wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, a lot of money. Wasn't it like 80 million for Kirk? It's like <laughs> in like across like but, three I mean, or four years. It it may, it sounds like the Jags are just really stupid with their money, but also being a not so great franchise, you got to be able to attract people there to play there. Yeah. And the only thing to do that is usually money. So you laugh at them for golfing them a ton of money, but you got to do that. If you need, if you want to get anybody four years, uh, up to $84 million, you would think other than like the ownership and that's kind of stuff. Florida isn't, I mean, it's a desirable place to be like climate wise. Not yeah, but there's a reason why Brady picked Tampa Bay and not Jackson. That's very, that's very <laughs> true. You know, sorry, I, I think no. It's I think the <laughs> one of the big, <laughs> big aspects is Trevor Lawrence struggled a lot last year. I think I don't. I'm pretty sure their O line was pretty shitty, but erroneous. <laughs> yeah, I think it every was. now you look at. They've got a lot of veterans there now. Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, Evan Ingram. These are all guys that you would hope a young quarterback could lean on after a yeah. really disastrous rookie year. So I know they're not going to make the playoffs. No, they're probably not going to have a winning record, but this is a step toward getting in the right direction. And hopefully, like you said, bringing in more talent for years beyond this one. Yeah. Um, also, Travis Etienne is going to make his debut. He broke his foot before he could even play last year, I think in one of the preseason games, uh, it was a Liz, a Liz Frank injury of his foot. I think he tore something. It's like the middle of your foot. I think I don't, it's I mean, the carpool in the tunnel and the, <laughs> the kids with the carpool in the tunnel. That's right. The, um, he, so he had that tear and he had surgery. So he didn't play last year. He should come in. He, I think that he's going to do really great. I'm really big on Etienne this year. That Clemson connection with Trevor Lawrence. I think that's just what the doctor ordered to get him right back on track as a TN. And he got James Robinson who tore his Achilles in week 16. Is that, is that curtains on James Robinson for this on year? The Jaguars? Yes. Um, future. No. So, I mean, I mean, if we continue to hear more that James Robinson is just not even going to be in the picture, Etienne is a huge up my charts. Um, Pick. I just don't know enough about the situation right now, but if they have to rely on Etienne, yeah. So Etienne is going. That's what it's going to be. Etienne's going right now. Okay, again, this is on my. I, I've got ADP, fancy rows, half PPR scoring as of right this moment. So I don't know. Whatever, we're going to go with it anyway. Etienne's going in the same range as Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Damian Harris. What do you guys think about those three guys? Etienne, Damian Harris, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I'll take it Etienne all day compared to oh, those 100%. other two. It's a situation I, we're talking about. Yeah, I do. I still like Clyde Edwards Hilaire this year, but I think I'm taking Etienne there. Mm-hmm. I got the they got chart up right now. Were you about to say this, Scott? Their third string running back? Who no, I was just I just popped up my fantasy pros and Etienne was uh right behind Elijah Mitchell and JK Dobbins, which Dobbins is a little more interesting than yeah. 
but I'd mm-hmm. still take Etienne, I think. Third string running back right now is listed as a, a player they drafted this year in the fifth round. His name is Snoop Connor. Snoop I'll take him. Snoop is a pretty sweet-ass name, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that guy. Yeah, for sure. Snoop Doggy Doo-Doo. You're automatically a badass if your name is Snoop. I have him you, fourth behind Raquel, Raquel Armstead on mine. On, could on you ESPN. imagine being named after Snoop Dogg? Because there's no way he's named after anything else, right? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> is that exactly what it was? I about to repeat the same words <laughs> that you just said. I think I was going to say the same exact jokes, like the full sentence. Oh, man, I, I was listening. But were you, were you about to say, can you imagine being named Snoop and not being named after Snoop Dogg? Yeah, like there's no way he, he like his maybe they're a huge fan of Charles Schultz and they love <laughs> Snoopy. Yeah, but then he'd be oh. Snoopy Connor. <laughs> Who would either get Snoopy? <laughs> Snoop same, Connor same is what is it? They named so, him specifically that so that people like us would have these conversations, be like, oh, he's a badass. But really, they just like the cartoon dog. His name, or Snoop Connor's like and juice. <laughs> Snoop Connor's real name <laughs> is uh is Jared Devin Connor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, that's, not fun. that's lame as shit. But <laughs> uh, um, anything else to talk about with the Jaguars? Because we got to do our predictions. We haven't done that yet. Early season, so this can change by the time we do our Trump awards. But I think the NFC South guys to go back to that division. I got the exact same Bucks, Saints, Falcons, Panthers. I, I, I just, what can change there? Falcons over the Saints. If we believe in Marcus Mariota. I think I I'd go Bucks, Falcons, Saints, Carolina Saints. Like I mentioned earlier, they're a wild card to me. They could put it together. They're, I still believe, a good franchise and organization, and they could string together a lot of wins, but they could also shit the bed, and it could be they could be bottom of the barrel. It could be Bucks, Falcons, Carolina, Saints. I don't know. I think I'm, I definitely have Carolina and Saints at the bottom of the barrel in my book. What would have to happen? Sorry, was, Scott, give us yours, and then I'll ask that question. No, I just, um, I, I'm already blanking. You said it was, it would Bucks, Saints. Falcons, uh, Panthers. Falcons, Panthers last year. Yes. Well, I don't want to do that again. And the same as you, that was my initial thought. So I'm going to, I'm going to go. Um, no, I don't, I don't like that. Either. Yeah. See, I definitely, I, definitely I mean, Tampa, I have Tampa Bay winning. I mean, that's, that is for sure. Um, you know what? I'll go. Uh, I'm going to go Carolina second. Then well, Atlanta, then, the, then the saints. Just, well, that's a throw a ring. So, I mean, so what has to happen, do you think, for the Panthers to do that? I mean, it would have to be like Baker Mayfield coming in here, right? And actually being the good Baker again. I'll Christian McCaffrey not being injured. If added Baker before training camp, I would be intrigued. I would be very yeah, intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's I mean, any way that Cleveland gets rid of Baker right now with the new news that's coming out, though. Right. 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 It was real yeah. shitty there last year. I, I, I'm not. I don't think Sam Darnold is like a franchise leading, Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think he had a really shit year, 
they still have weapons there. I don't think that team is relevant if McCaffrey's healthy. I think they could still sure. be over 500. If McCaffrey is healthy, he is the best running back in the league, arguably. So, like, I I agree. I mean, PJ Walker is going to take him to the Super Bowl. What would happen? That would be cool. I mean, if, if PJ Walker gets established as their starting quarterback again, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> then you, you got Mariota, you got PJ Walker. It's just turning up roses in the NFC South. The XF, or sorry, that's not true, but. <laughs> so the afc south prediction um this one's a little bit more interesting you can see the upside you can see the downside of all this yeah i go for you're not gonna like it i'm gonna go colts winning tennessee jags houston that that sounds pretty accurate but being a a titans fan and me still having faith and the moves they made, even though a lot of people on the front are going to see that we got rid of AJ Brown and think that we're lesser. I think we filled in those gaps. Well, I got Tennessee, then Indy. They're going to be tough. I got Jacksonville at three. I think they're going to, and I, I just don't think, <laughs> I don't think Houston's trying yet. I think they're still coming out from beneath this hole that they're in and it's just not going to happen. I, I think yeah, I think I'm going to go Colts, Titans, Jags, Texans, and the reason I think I got the Colts winning it is not because of Jonathan Taylor because I think Derrick Henry offsets that. I think it, I really I just love Matt Ryan. I've and I think he's still got the juice. You think Matt him. Ryan has more in the tank than Tannehill? More in the tank. I mean, d- define more in the tank. It means you have more substance in the tank. What is the substance? Define substance. <laughs> More. Mm. <laughs> you know, kind of like, mm. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, we put it like that. Yeah. Titans, Colts, <laughs> uh, Titans, Colts, Jags, Texans. We'll go with that because of that. What it's if Tano uh, gets hurt and the Titans sign Phil Rivers? Then, then I have who Titans. Have. Titans are 14 and three. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think Titans Super Bowl, I'll just immediately go to like 1 1. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's talk about that. Completely serious. If Philip Rivers were to sign tomorrow and Tannehill were to retire tomorrow, would the Titans' odds go up for Super Bowl? And I, I think no. yes. I, think I don't think would. any odds maker would do that. I don't see it. The guy that coached a high school team last year, I think people like us would be like, oh, I like their chances more now. There's no better with their money and shit on the line. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It, it would be a situation kind of like the St. Louis Cardinals this year, getting Pujols back. I know we're not getting him back, but it's like, this is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. And with the Titans getting Phil Rivers, I'd be like, this is going to be fun. Yeah. And I'd be super excited, but I wouldn't oh, yeah, expect 100%. The, the moon. <laughs> I I think that'd be... Uh... I would just love to see Phil Rivers yelling at one of the defensive players as he walks off after an interception <laughs> in a Titans uniform. <laughs> yeah, you know how old Philip <laughs> Philip Rivers is? He is 40. I still think what Tannehill's 32. Doable. I think he's 30. Yeah. I think Tom Brady's 32. like 50. Come on. Eight. Tom Brady is gonna be 45 years old. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Uh, you know, as much as we trash him, good for him. I mean, my God, he, I'm done trashing him. Right? Yeah, he's, he's he can do whatever he wants. Tom Brady. Brady. 
Oh no, ever like I've told you, I've done a 180 since he's been on Tampa Bay. He's having more fun. He's setting records for himself at age 44. I'm I'm on board with Brady now. My my hate stayed with New England, and I still I don't love New England, but I like Tom Brady now. I agree. I really want the Patriots mm-hmm. to lose. And during that Buccaneers Rams game, I was rooting hard for that Tom Brady comeback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I got. Next week is going to be quarterback rankings. Oh, it's going to be hot and sexy. So you guys actually have to do your rankings before the show this time. So we actually, so that's actual homework. Are you guys ready for that? Don't tell nope. me about business. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll just do it right before the show, just like usual. Well, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening. Matt, uh, close us out. Remember, have fun with it.